0: Welcome to episode five of the Your Debt-Free Degree Podcast. In today's episode, I get to interview Monica, who is going to Southern New Hampshire University for her master's, yes, master's degree in mental health counseling. In addition to her debt-free degree story, she also shares her journey out of consumer debt where she paid off $19,000 in six months. You're not gonna wanna miss a single bit of this interview. Here we go. Okay, well, we can get started. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us for episode five already of the Debt Free Degree Podcast. I'm excited to have you. You're the first master's degree that's going debt-free, which I think will provide a unique perspective. Something new that I've been trialing with the podcast is leading off with a fun question. So my fun question for you today is, if there was any historical figure that you could have a cup of coffee with, who would it be?
1: Well, thank you, David, so much for having me. I am truly honored to be here today. Oh, that's really a great question, because I'm having already a few people flooding through my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm having Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, they just like popped up the first coming in. So I think they were just like truly amazing leaders. And, um, you know, just thinking back to like Martin Luther King with I have a dream movement that just stirred up so many hearts. It doesn't matter what race, what age you were. Everyone just wanted to to feel that piece of belonging. But also, you know, knowing that your dreams are endless. So I think Martin Luther King.
0: Yes, that would be an insane conversation to have him just for an hour of time just to talk and learn now the follow-up which i don't know how it what do you think his coffee order would be
1: his coffee order (laughs) i feel like he'll probably just be like just give me straight black i don't know (laughs) i don't know that's a good question
0: uh yeah, that, yeah, I
1: feel like he'll just like, just give me just plain. and I'm, I'm good to go
0: straight into the point. He's Probably. ready for business. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, you got stuff to do.
0: We'll roll. We'll roll with that. Don't worry. I won't put you through any more mental hoops now. Uh, <laughs> we'll just be talking about your debt free degree. But before we dive into how you're getting the master's degree debt free, I want to set the stage. What was your undergrad like and How did you get through that? What was it like going just through those four years of undergrad?
1: So for undergrad, I was fortunate enough actually to have my late aunt uh, support me through paying school. So we would do like the Sally Mae and just set up a payment plan. Mm -hmm. So um, I was grateful because not many people were able to do that. And yeah. so my whole four years until the last year, I think it was like the last term where I was like, "Ah, oh, what are we gonna do?" Because by then she wasn't working anymore, oh. but we still managed to uh, find money and pay it off. So I graduated with a psychology in BA from Baruch College. Um, this was in twenty eleven. Gotcha. <laughs> it was like a long time ago.
0: I know, right? Especially with the. Recent years, the time has oh, yeah. just stood still. I'm still in 2020, if I'm being real. I'm not <laughs> mentally to 2022 yet. I know. <laughs> oh, very cool. What an amazing aunt that she was able to do that for you. At any opportunity, the best thing I can tell people is take it, but then realize the gift that you're given.
1: Yes.
0: And I, it sounds like you are, especially now that at this point in your life, you're going to college again for a master's degree Mm -hmm. though Mm -hmm. debt-free what inspired that was it your aunt and that first initial first initial debt-free degree or what happened in between then and now to make you say i want to do this debt free
1: that is a great question actually so many years have passed by and i knew i wanted to go back to school just didn't know when and I was not too clear on what exactly I wanted to do. So I put it off for as long as I could until in 2020, actually, when, and two years ago, if you asked me, was I going to go to school debt-free this year? Absolutely not. Right?
0: <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> the honesty. It,
1: I was in debt and I was thinking, how can I get a loan to get out of this debt that I have? Meanwhile, like my mind is just going in circles. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really realizing that I'm putting myself back in debt, right? So thankfully, I never took out any loans or consolidated my credit cards to do this and do that. Um, But I ended up stumbling upon this young lady. Her name is Jacent Wamala and she had committed herself to pay off her debt within three years before her 30th birthday. So it's June or May of 2020. And I'm watching this video on YouTube and I'm like, Wait a minute. She paid off what? So like that honestly inspired me to look at my finances closely. And it was when I I reached out to then I was just like, "Oh my god, you know, like I found her on Instagram. I was like stalking her, trying to see yeah. what she was doing." And it truly was just such an inspiration. And I feel like I always tell her it was like a divine um moment for us to meet, like a divine intervention because heart inspiration inspired me to pay off my debt within six months. I had given myself a whole year, but yet I ended up paying off $19,000 within six months
0: of credit
1: cards and car loan. So I was just like, okay, Monica, you're out of debt and you're thinking about going back to school. We're not going back in debt again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing it again. I'm not going back.
1: (laughs) So I think that truly just inspired me to see, okay, what can I do? Um, That gave me the fire, honestly, to say, now that you are going to pursue um, going back to school, how can you do that debt-free? You paid off $19,000 within six months. You can do it, right? So then I was like, okay, let's do it. So it took a lot of um, willpower on my end. However, the fire that I got from paying off The first debt within six months really just inspired me to want to pursue a debt-free degree.
0: Man, what great timing that she... I love social media (laughs) for that. There's a lot of reasons why I don't like social media, but the fact that you can stumble upon somebody that's willing to be vulnerable and share their story and then be inspired to do something like that, that's why I love it. Walk walk me through that six months. Like, how were you so intense? $19,000, that could be, for most people, like half their salary for the year. So that's no joke. $19,000 in six months is an insane achievement. And you already set a pretty ambitious goal of paying it off within the year, but then you did it in half the time. How did you do that?
1: Yes, that's a great question. So what I actually did... um I would write out everything. So I wrote out my numbers and I wrote out what was on that, what card and just had introduced me to, uh, Dave Ramsey yep. solutions. <laughs> so I ended up going on and I actually signed up for the two week trial. So while on the two week trial, I signed up for the grow U- university classes. And uh, this is how God is so good because while I was on there, I was just trying it out for two weeks right but while i'm on there my instructor i was the only student in his class and he ended up gifting me a whole year subscription love that so that was awesome because i ended up doing those classes consistently i think is it eight or ten weeks i don't remember
0: yeah it's nine man i i'm actually pooh i'm gonna <laughs> I'm teaching one right now. We're a lesson. We're a lesson eight. I should really know this. Oh man, it's either yes. nine or ten. Just so
1: around here. So we did that. So while I am with him, I was already working on like I paid off my my smallest debt, and then I was like doing the snowball, uh, snowballing. Yeah. But as we went along, I just started to honestly visually see what my debt is and not be afraid of looking at the numbers because you know I feel like sometimes we try to not look at it and think it's not going to affect us so then we try to ignore it
0: yeah and you're in the field of mental health psychology and understanding that and you're saying that clearly had an impact on how you thought do you agree with that or anything else to add that was my very non-educated answer to that because i marketing degree. Okay, I get it. I'm not I don't know a ton. But what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think mental health has so much or just mentally. Uh, there's so much that has to do with debt. And I don't know if you notice, you know, a lot of people, even going into the pandemic, not many people had a savings, not many people had money. Mm hmm and that really affected them mentally in so many ways yeah in so many ways so it's unfortunate that when we are not well mentally it honestly trickles down to everything else but when we are getting our finances in order it's going to help us mentally um with doing things that we may not be able to do right so i had to build a relationship with money and learn that money is not bad if i have it i can be able to use it to different things and different causes that are near and dear to my heart so with my mindset being shifted came with my mindset saying okay so what can you do if you did have money what can you do if you had a million dollars today so it wasn't you know trying to like oh that's too much money i can't do that right (laughs) you know growing up with the scarcity mindset scars you in so many ways so then when opportunities come your way, you will not be able to notice them or pick up on them because you think you're not good enough for them. So having the mindset shift, honestly, David, trickle down to, to my finances, to my health, to um, my relationships and everything else around me, I'm just trying to be so intentional about what I do.
0: Out of curiosity, how long Before this point, had you had some form of debt? Do you recall when that first started?
1: Yes. So it's funny because before I graduated my undergrad, I was in debt and then I paid it off and I cut off all my credit cards (laughs) and closed their accounts. Right. Yep. Um, But unfortunately, after my late aunt died in 2014. Then I was like, okay, so maybe let me get a credit card. So I I took, I got, I ended up getting three credit cards. And then I ended up buying my first car, which I financed a brand new car, (laughs) you know, not having the knowledge. I put myself um, right away in like $20,000 debt with the brand new car. Um, So then all these debts started to accumulate. So that's when it started to accumulate. But then over the years, I always knew I needed to do something about it, but just never had the direction to go in. That's it. That was what was lacking. So I always had the desire, but but never knew where to go find the direction of getting the
0: help. Oh, that fires me up. Because that's the thing that we see so often is people get the car, they get the credit cards, because that's what society and their parents, yes. and people have told them up until that point is the only way to live life. Yes. When in reality, someone like you that finally happened to have someone like Jacent come into their life and say, hey, there's this different way now realizes that that lifts a weight off you mentally that allows you to be more invested in your yes. friends, your family, your church, etc. Mm-hmm. And the worst part is A lot of people don't even know that that weight exists because it's just been so normal.
1: Yes. And I love that you bring that up because I remember paying off my debt December 24th of 2020. It was the most liberating feeling. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. I
1: felt like I can literally get up, buy a ticket and go anywhere in the world and not feel like I have this Heaviness on my shoulder that's weighing me down, saying, No, you can't move, you can't do this, you can't go anywhere because you have this debt that's following you. It's literally like in your ear, like, Where are you going? Spend, spend, spend. Where are you going? Spend, spend, spend. But we ignore that for so long, but yet it chronically really uh, hinders us. Yes. I don't realize it.
0: Yes. That, oh, I can just imagine that feeling and. I want more people to feel that that's why i do things like this is because i realize that the more people we can make feel like you the more people that we can make feel like me Mm -hmm. the more those people can then help others i've been throwing around this idea like the compound interest of people that's what i've been running Mm -hmm. with is the fact Mm -hmm. that if we can just incrementally change someone's life to then set them on the path they can Mm -hmm. do that with someone else and then just Mm -hmm. think of how much better of a world we would live in oh yeah but that, that would be
1: incredible Yeah. (laughs) That's the goal.
0: That's the goal. That's
1: the goal. Because I was like, if Jason can do it, I can do it, right? So then that I'm like, I just needed to inspire just one person. Because if we can change the world one person at a time, it goes around, right? And personal stories really aspire, inspire us more than anything. So, and this is why I'm like. So excited eventually to start my podcast, You Are Kingdom Woman, because I want it to be a place where women can come and be free and be able to tell their story and to be understood that what you have been through, you're not alone. Yes. We are here for each other. You know, life is not meant to be done alone. So when we find our tribe, when we find um, the people that get us and the people who can say, hey, I see you're doing good, but what else can you do to continue pushing forward and pursuing? Those are the kind of people I want to be around.
0: Yes, and I'm super excited for that because that is a huge need, and I know you're absolutely going to kill it. For anyone listening, I we won't necessarily have the links now for the show notes, but when it's out, best believe I'll be shouting that from the mountaintops because it's trying to <laughs> trying to spread positivity all around here. Yes. <laughs> but thank you. Your deaf your just getting out of debt story is insanely inspirational. But now we're taking that a step further because you realize that at this point, now, hey, I'm not going back to the old ways because I don't want to feel like that. Uh-uh. As you were beginning to search for colleges to Uh get a debt free degree, walk me through that process and ultimately how you landed on Southern New Hampshire University.
1: Yes, so I was actually doing college searching for a while. And for a long time, I thought I'll just go locally, I thought it'd be more convenient. Um, However, they have such a crazy schedule for working adults. So it's like, okay, it's only Monday through Friday and you have to be there for the chunk of the midday. And that to me was such an inconvenience because I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I am single first of all, and I live alone. So it's not like I'm with family where they can take on you know the, yeah. the bills while I do this. It was, I had to really think strategically about it. So one of my uh, former coworkers actually goes to Southern New Hampshire And so I was talking to her and she's like, check it out. They might have your program. And lo and behold, doing my research, I found that they did. I was like, wow. And comparing tuition to every other university, they are actually the most affordable, so I was like, okay, that's a (laughs) win-win.
0: Yeah, heck yeah. (laughs) So
1: I was like, okay, I reached out, I applied. And from the day I applied, David, it took maybe seven days. And then I got a response back that I got in. I was just like, okay, this is it, this is, happening. this is happening. And all this is happening in 2020, you know? So this oh. happened in on November, 2020 that I got the notification. So I was psyched. I was like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so good that it, it, well, you bring up very good things that I always tell people is you realize that you wouldn't have uh, the ability to attend like somewhere local because of your schedule. That's a big reali- realization to make, especially if it got to the point of you went to some place, started, got some credits, but then realized you couldn't keep that up. That would just be right. financial, you know, down the tubes. Because it depends mm-hmm. on the university, but it's hard to transfer those master's credits almost than the the undergrad ones. Uh, right, right. But then the bigger thing for you is. You knew that this was an affordable school. Was it necessarily your dream school? That's one thing I hear a lot. The term "dream school." What was the dream school for you as you were searching for these programs?
1: Honestly, I don't think I even had a dream school. I just needed a school that, um, for example, they are a, a Crep accredited school. Okay. So, which is which means I can be able to. Um, practice anywhere in the U.S. when I have like my license, I can get licensed in different states. That was what was important to me. Um, So because of that, I was able to say, okay, so I can practice anywhere. I can have my uh, licensure anywhere after I get those credits. You know, they're just those things where it's like, can I work with this degree and not feel like I'm stuck with it? Um, So that was helpful, knowing
0: that. And that's huge. And what I always point out to people is that your degree is doing exactly what it needs to for the most affordable. Yes. (laughs) Your degree, no matter what name has it on, it still gets you into those same exact places that you want to be post-graduation. And that's the the ultimate goal. So, man, OK, Amen good to
1: that, because I'm like, I'm not going to be drowning in fifty thousand dollars of debt and say, oh, I went to my dream school, but my <laughs> dream school was not paying for my, my my dream living. Right. After yeah. school. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. The dream school is the the door that you can afford to get through. That's <laughs> that's how <laughs> I classify it now. Um, when you're I don't know a lot about master's degree programs. I, I can't say I've applied to one. And frankly, mm-hmm. I man kudos to you for going back because I wasn't Thanks. always the best able to focus in school. But <laughs> what was financial aid like? Do you get any financial aid? How does that Unfortunately, work?
1: Unfortunately, I don't. I try to look into getting financial aid. They were like, nope, you don't qualify. So that was that. Okay. So, you know, with that said, that's why I am maintaining, I've been maintaining uh, two jobs to be able to upkeep with a uh, paying for school. So I have a full-time job and I have a part-time job. And last summer, usually when it's warmer, I'll go out doing Uber Eats. Oh my goodness. um, Yeah. Instacart. So whatever I can to gather up some finances to be able to put towards my tuition is what I have been doing.
0: Oh my goodness. Two jobs, a degree. And then you're like sprinkle on the Uber Eats and Instacart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) And so that's your main driver of how you actually are cash flowing. This is no other scholarships, like outside of school, nothing, just all, all you.
1: Nope, no scholarships. Uh, when I was first beginning my journey, I actually reached out to my community and I did like a GoFundMe page. I was just like, you know what? I prayed on it and I was just like, Lord, I'm going to put it out. And whatever Mm -hmm. I get back, I get back so i believe i got back almost 2800 just from uh gofundme and i was really grateful because that helped to go towards my first um, term and i was so excited when i got my grades back that term because i worked harder than i've ever worked in my life (laughs) and i got a's and i posted on social media i'm like this is to all of you who contributed to my um my grad school because i was just really truly honored to." have their support but then from there on honestly it's been god making a way for me every single term and i love that i am able to set up a payment plan uh, monthly so they take out uh the money every month for three months in each term so it works out honestly it's it's budgeting and i've gotten better at budgeting over time which I'm really proud of. So I always make sure I budget. I see my money. I use the every dollar app. by Dave Ramsey. <laughs> yep. And let me tell you, it works because I can always go in and adjust as needed. Um, I also make it really a priority to schedule in self-care. I have to have like, um, monthly massages because i'm sitting down all day and most of the times i'm working from home so i'm stuck in the chair all day so my body really gets fatigued real quickly so i know when to get rest but i also know when i really need to work hard
0: (laughs) oh yes that is so true and as someone that works from home i have to get better at that the I forget who. I think it was John Deloney, one of the Ramsey personalities recently mm-hmm. posted on social media saying that, like, it's not rest if you feel guilty about resting. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I I'm am
1: here for. That. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I always have to tell people self care <laughs> is not selfish, it's smart.
0: Yeah. No, it will, because yeah. it primes you to be the person that you need to be all the other times. Yes. So, If getting eight hours of sleep makes you a better person for the other you know 16 hours of the day versus you being getting six hours of sleep and then being okay for the other 16 hours of the day Mm -hmm. get the eight hours opportunity cost that's that's the big thing yes okay so budgeting is a big part of it yes when you first budgeted How did that feel was it weird did it feel odd going through your finances that way i love hearing people's first (laughs) shot at budgeting (laughs) so here's
1: the funny thing because i've always budgeted however (laughs) i always did it interestingly so every time i spent money then i will write it down
0: Ah, right yeah (laughs) until
1: i um like it's funny i remember looking at 2018 I used to have this little notebook I'll carry around and just write things as I go. Yeah. However, when I got introduced to Dave Ramsey and everything else, uh, the every dollar app, they're like, make sure you allocate every dollar I was like, yep. Oh, this is different. <laughs> yep. So it flipped, right? Yep. Um, in the beginning, it was it, it takes time, I think. And so getting in that rhythm, like, month to month, there's some things that won't change, you know, like your food, um, gas, and Mm -hmm. rent and stuff like that. However, there are other things that might change. So I usually make minor adjustments as I go. If I need um, an extra, you know, maybe I'm gonna buy clothes that month, but it always fluctuates and I always um, change it up. So I actually enjoy it. I think because I used to do it before, it doesn't feel so awkward. The first time I did it in the everyday dollar because it was just a, a different way of thinking and looking at it.
0: Yeah. And you pointed out the exact mindset shift that happened of instead of you reacting to your spending by logging it, which is still a good practice. And I'm sure transitioned well to the what you do now of Mm -hmm. you're telling your money exactly where it has to go so that, you know, when you're spending, you not only have guilt free spending, but permission to spend. Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> most definitely. Yes, uh, I love it.
0: So budgeting is a way of managing your money. But from what I'm hearing, you're balancing just a ton of commitments all at once. You're balancing the two jobs, the school, um, all the other things that life throws at you. How are you managing your time and actually being still a good student, but also an employee and uh, just tending to all of your vocations during this insanely busy time?
1: I have my schedule. So I have my physical schedule that I'm always writing things in and I have my schedule on the phone and I literally have an alarm for everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like it. (laughs)
1: So that honestly is helpful um, in keeping me in alignment. As you mentioned, it is a lot that happens that I, I, I I sit and I'm like, man, I have a lot (laughs) happening. And I just, just, um, signed up for church. We have, uh, Easter weekend coming up and I will be doing, I'm part of like the dance creatives team. So so I was just like, man, now I have to commit my Saturday (laughs) afternoons and Sunday after church practicing. So I'm like, what, where is the time in here? However because i enjoy doing that stuff it's part of my self-care so i'm looking at it as part of my self care it rejuvenates me and i get home i feel refreshed um honestly just every day i wake up i say okay lord here's my day i surrender right although i am planning my day i'm still surrendering to god so it can go according to his will And I think that frees up so much for me mentally and the pressure of having to perform and do this and do that. So I'm like, if I can just show up, I know God is going to take me throughout the whole day to accomplish what I need to accomplish.
0: That's so powerful. And relates actually to something just I, I read this morning in my devotional It's Mm -hmm. it's called like emotionally, spiritually, healthily or what one of those word combinations. But the whole premise is you actually just sit Mm -hmm. and you waste time, at least in what the world would say to be with God for a moment. Mm -hmm. And it talked about how Mary washing Jesus's feet in that moment. It seemed like she was not focusing on the important things when in reality, the thing that she was doing was the most important because she was giving herself up for him at that time yeah that that hit hard this morning realizing Mm -hmm. that in the busyness of life we still always 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 have to take times to just be there because that's ultimately what what matters wow schedule scheduling super powerful that's uh a lot of times i'll actually see people get good at budgeting and then you'll notice mm-hmm. that like we said earlier it trickles into the other areas of their life so they realize yeah. okay i can budget my time i can be more effective that way so you're yeah. doing all of that to to make this happen and you graduate in 2023 correct so you got some to go but the path has paved and you're you got this right
1: I got this, you know why I'm so like fired up and motivated because this month actually makes a year since I started school. So already I've paid off almost 18,000 cash flowing school. Okay.
0: Oh
1: my God. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm already halfway there. So I am just so grateful because I sit here and I think I'm just like, Lord, thank you. I am truly, truly, truly humbled.
0: Yeah. Outside of your insane self-drive, which it's apparent you have, and I know the listeners will feel that too. Who's been your biggest cheerleader along the way? What's been keeping you motivated through this whole time? Because everyone else, I'm sure, would say, hey, just work one job, take out a loan. That's okay. It's Mm $5,000, might as well, or Mm -hmm. just to have a little break. But who's been keeping you going through this journey?
1: honestly i would say my biggest cheerleaders has been my family and yes. my family and my tribe with uh just sense um wealth and wellness um wealth and wellness uh tribe that she created to help young millennials uh be able to get out of debt so yeah. that's been my drive honestly and to be honest my family i would say 10 years ago when i graduated with my undergrad they were not in supportive of me going into mental health counseling because the stigma is so high. They were just like, what are you trying to do? And yeah. they would classify it as, oh, you want to go work with crazy people? So that really honestly demotivated me to go back to school right away for the longest. Yeah. However, about in 2016, God put it on my heart. He was like, I need you to work helping people. And I'm just like, OK, what does that mean? So in me seeking to find my purpose of being a healer, helping people heal, whether it's mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, then I started to dig deep, but it still took me a while to go back to school until uh, 2021 I started, right? Um, But um, I say this to say because finding my purpose i already had the passion but me finding that purpose of knowing that i'm going to school to to get the knowledge i need to back up my passion it just meant so much and when i brought it to my family they were like yeah that's awesome go for it i honestly was not expecting that <laughs> right so because maybe my family over the years have you know also been found having some kind of mental illness yep. um health uh, issues. So now they're able to understand it a little bit more. However, from day one, my mom was like, Yes, you can do it. Go ahead. I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow, okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, but also, David, I would say surround yourself with people who you see yourself being in the future. Because honestly, that really helped me so much finding the right people, um seeing someone else do what i thought i was i would not be capable of doing because of um maybe my age or my color sometimes but i was like wow i can do it and i will do it right and using scripture to back it up i can do all things through christ who strengthens me yes. that carries me through and through each day so yeah
0: there's so many good things there and first off i want to say there is no time like the present to be a mental health professional and we need more of you so thank you for doing that that with your life the world is just it's a crazy place and yeah you're you're doing very meaningful work at least from me so i support you full-heartedly Um, The other thing is the importance of a tribe, people to cheer you, people to help you reach your goals and realize that you're doing this tough thing, but they know why you're doing it. And I think that's what Jessen's group does. You said that that's a Facebook group, right? Or is it just a a group that meets? Okay.
1: It's on Facebook group. And then she also has uh, people who meet on every Thursdays, I believe. Yeah. Check in and talk.
0: Yep. And those talking I sessions, I, I remember the first time I went to something similar, it mm-hmm. kind of felt weird. And then you think, yeah. is this valuable? But then you blink and it's two months later and you realize that yes. it's these sessions that keep you going when you would have yes. given up individually. Yes.
1: I've been in it almost two years. It makes two years and um, this year actually that I'm going to be in it. And it does not feel like that. I'm like, wow. And I actually enjoy
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, it's a great example for others to follow. Just having the tribe, having the small support group. And then mm-hmm. you pointed out something that I talked a lot about in our the last interview for this podcast with Tyler. And that was just the importance of finding people in a position where you want to be mm-hmm. and reaching out and learning from them. Because you did yeah. exactly what I said. you you messaged her out of the blue she yeah. responded yes and now you're plugged in and yeah. people think that's wild and don't want to try it but you're proof that this works yes. do it yes
1: <laughs> you know i feel like a lot of times we get so intimidated just just reach out just reach out it yes. doesn't matter who it is and listen the the worst thing that can happen they don't respond but guess what some of them do respond yes <laughs> And in my case, I just honestly just reached out. I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out mm-hmm. and I did yeah. just that. But if I limited my own self saying, oh, I'll never get a response. I'll probably still be in more debt out today than I was uh, two years ago. Right. But I built up some courage to say, no, I want to see different. I've been trying to do it my own way for so long. Obviously, it's not been working. I keep going around in circles and I keep getting in more debt. So let me reach out. So do not be afraid to reach out.
0: Yes. And you pointed out too, you realize that your way wasn't working. So you was not working. <laughs> you might as well ask somebody who's gotten there. So then yes. you can just mirror and that's, I was
1: trying to convince myself that I knew what I was doing.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, I get that. Especially that's so easy to do when young. And I say that as you know, 24 year old, so I still have have, have those <laughs> moments. But I realize even you know, 21 22 18 year old me also did stupid things like that thinking, Oh, you this- know
1: what, though, David, you have 40 <laughs> year olds and 50 year olds 60 year olds who are probably still in that mindset. It's it, it- just takes us to have the mindset shift. And we we don't have the mindset shift in one area of our lives, then every other area that we uh you know put out will always show that as well.
0: Yeah, because when it you,
1: trickles down.
0: It's almost like you just have to disconnect your sense of pride in figuring it out yourself.
1: Ah, oh, yes.
0: Which is so it can be so difficult. But realizing that you're doing that and you're coming humbly to someone who's been there to make your life different, then you can be that same person to someone else later on.
1: Yes, I love that. You know what, what you just said just reminded me of people who um, when I'm working people who reach out because they feel embarrassed to call in. And I'm like, I'm like, I have to let them know I'm like, you know what, I commend you for calling. Because you called you are strong. Yes, right? Yes. When we reach out for help, and we truly humble ourselves we can be able to say you are strong but a lot of times people associate with asking for helpful weakness we yeah. want to do it our own way but that is actually weakness when we don't know and we try to to pretend like everything is okay so we are actually stronger by you reaching out to someone for that support hey i'm not too sure on how to do this can you help me or if you can't help me Point me in the direction of someone who will. And there's nothing wrong with that.
0: So true. So true. And I hope anyone listening at this point realizes that all barriers are off for asking for help. If you get a bad response to asking for help, realize that's probably a total fluke and like 99% of the population would be more than willing. At least I know if someone oh, shows yeah. up in my DMs, phone call, whatever, will point you in the right oh. direction. That's yeah. Uh, helping people compared to doing other things is just one of the most meaningful things I think anybody can do. So For just sure. reach out. But 2023 is just around the corner where you're going to graduate and then you're going to start doing this stuff all the time, which is kind of yeah. crazy because <laughs> time time will fly as it always does. But how do you see your choices to do this mm-hmm. debt free and not mm-hmm. go back into debt impacting you once you graduate?
1: So once I graduate, I honestly am thinking long term. So building that generational wealth. Yes. As I mentioned before, I grew up with the scarcity mindset, but it's only because my surroundings gave me that perception, my uh, upbringing. So being born and raised up in the poor, um, you know, environment, yeah. everything else to me. I had limits of saying, Oh, I can't do that. I can't have this. I can't have that. But knowing where I am today, and that's why I'm like, I'm thankful for my past. However, I'm not there anymore. I am so focused on saying what is God doing for me in the future. And I know that if I am well financially, uh, mentally, emotionally all around, I can be able to fully support those who are around me. So Knowing that my paycheck will actually come and sit in my account, yes. I can invest it, I can grow it, that to me is, it means so much more than anything, you know, because when you're in debt, your paycheck, before it even hits your account, already has people who are waiting for it to take it. So it hits your account and it goes to this um, people, to this person, to that person. And before you know it, you're like, man, I worked so hard and I have nothing to show for it.
0: Yes, that is just so sad in a lot of ways because (laughs) you pointed it out exactly. You get that check and the next thing you know, it's out of your hand and into someone else's all Ah. because you made these decisions later when now you're realizing that whole check will be yours. And then you can use that to start building that legacy and someone with your heart just building up that wealth I know that wealth will be used to do some amazing things, not even for your family, but also just for others around you. And yeah. that's the ultimate goal, the ability to live, but then give like no one else's, as Dave that says. Yes, so yes. excited for you for that. Uh, you sharing your story is a way that you're giving. So appreciate you so much for being on the podcast. Before we wrap up, Are there any last things that you want to say to the listeners? Any any tips, any other life lessons that we didn't touch on that would be valuable to inspire them to get a debt free degree?
1: I would say start believing in yourself because that can be really hard. Believe that you can truly do it. Wake up every morning and. Even if you're taking 5, 10, 15 minutes to meditate and start your day in that place of calm, because how you set the way you start your day would determine the rest of how your day is going to go. So be sure to be in tune with yourself and where you're going. And again, ask for help if you have to. Connect with the tribe. Find people in your circle that get you and that will want to see the best for you and celebrate you along the way, because those people do exist. Sometimes we settle and you're like, "And eh, but you know, they're my friends and what are you going to do <laughs> today? Oh, just going to hang out. You know, find people who are um, feeding you and you are also yes. doing the same for them. Edify each other. Let your conversations be inspiring and um, challenge one another. But most importantly, I just say, you can do it, work hard. Put all that you can in it and you never know what happens and the worst thing that will happen you're going to fall but guess what when you get back up again you're going to know how to do it differently that's the beauty yeah. of it
0: <laughs> and the best part is if you're falling when you're running with that intensity you still get farther as you're falling
1: yes. <laughs> exactly exactly fall forward if you have to yes
0: falling yes falling forward that's actually a wait, or is it falling upward falling upward great book for anybody but that was a Fantastic summary of just believing in yourself and the tools are out there if you don't think you have the tools reach out to someone like me someone like Monica and we can point you into the resources that ultimately changed our lives but then the importance of just surrounding yourself with good people and being very picky about that as you grow because who you surround yourself with is who you become and the messages Mm -hmm. that get dumped into your brain on a very regular basis so. Thank you so much, Monica, for sharing your story. I'm excited to see where this goes. And if you guys wanna get connected with Monica, I'll have all of her social media linked in the show notes. So please go connect. And then I'll also track down information for Jacent and her group, because that sounds like that's been a great resource for you. So definitely wanna point people to that as well. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, David. I'm so honored. Thank you so much.
0: What a special episode. This is the first time that we got to interview someone who's going for their master's degree debt free. And she is making that happen by working two jobs, Uber eats, Instacart, hustling so that she doesn't have to deal with student loans. After the fact, we also got the bonus of her walking us through how she paid off $19,000 of consumer debt in six months. What an inspiring story. What an inspiring person. Go show her some love, show her some thanks by following her on social media. I'll have all of her social media linked in the show notes, but her handle, if you're that type of person that just like searching it in, is you are kingdom woman. Thank you again, Monica. I'm excited to see where your professional career takes you as well as where your social media, podcasting, sharing this message career goes. And I hope you all will join her on that journey as well. As always, thanks so much for listening to the show. If you found this episode valuable and you want to support the content, please drop a rating on your platform of choice. We appreciate that immensely. What I also appreciate is if you are going to school debt-free, getting your own debt-free degree, or you know somebody, please share their contact information. I would love to feature them on the podcast so that we can share their story to inspire others to also get a debt-free degree even if we can inspire just one more person, I hope what you realize from this episode is that that matters. So let's make it happen. Much love for now. We'll see you soon for episode six.